Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of the Never Split Up podcast. We have a good one today. It's our first real slasher franchise we're covering, the original Child's Play. How are you doing today, Anthony? Good. How's it going? I'm excited to talk about some Chucky, our first 80s movie, too. Oh, really? Is it is it our first 80s movies? Yeah, that's right, because we did uh, our oldest movie we did was Black Christmas. That was obviously the 70s, and we haven't gone back in yes. time too much. So, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, classic 80s slasher. I mean, it doesn't get much more iconic than the Chucky doll. Everyone knows Chucky, and it's it's pretty relevant today because we have the new TV show that I know you're a fan of. They just renewed that, so... Yeah, uh, talking about Chucky. we'll get into that eventually, but yeah, season one, yeah, I'm a fan of season two. Eh. Oh, okay. Yeah, we haven't but talked we also about have that a, recently. Yeah, we have a, yeah, you have to check it out so we can talk about it. And we also have the killer doll resurgence a little bit with the new Megan uh, now in theaters. So now we're back with the killer doll hype. Yeah, Megan was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm actually going tomorrow, so I'm super excited. Okay, yeah, I've seen it, so we'll have to talk about that and uh, do an episode sometime soon after you check it out. Yeah, but for now, we're we're covering Child's Play, released in 1988, and again, this is uh, kind of right towards the end of the 80s. Um, the 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 80s were full of just cheesy slashers, and by 1988, it was in full swing. So Chucky really like had a lot to dip from in terms of you know taking from other movies and uh we we can talk about that but um i know you're a little bit more nostalgic for this movie than i am so that's going to be interesting i didn't necessarily grow up on these movies on child's child's play i was more of a halloween you know friday the 13th nightmare on elm street guy i never really got into chucky that much so i've obviously seen the movie several times but not necessarily as a kid so i don't really have that nostalgia factor that you do so Okay, so you'll you'll be coming at it from a different perspective because I actually got the childhood experience of you know being scared of Chucky the first time I saw it. So it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see our different takes on this. So why don't we uh why don't we dive right in? Um, before we get into the overall synopsis, I, I will announce the results for uh the poll that we ran from last episode, the Get Out Never Split Up Moment poll, and it looks like yes. I won again. Uh, so two All weeks right, in a cool. row. Yeah, I won. All right. So uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, we 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 run a a poll every week. Every episode, we do a never split up moment where we pick a dumb moment that we think a character made in the movie, and then you guys vote on your favorite moment between the two of us or the moment you agree with most, and the winner gets a little advantage in the episode. So because I won, I'll get to go first for my moment at the end of this episode so that'll be pretty fun and since this is our first real slasher that's really where we got the idea from was from slashers um this should be a fun one too so we're we're gonna do that and um yeah why don't we get into it uh why don't you take it away with the overall synopsis the cast and crew and then we can get into it all right cool yeah i'm gonna give you guys synopsis but i would assume that everyone knows i mean it's chucky so (laughs) i would hope you guys all know what chucky is but um So the IMDb synopsis is a single mother gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday only to discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. Um, This movie is directed by Tom Holland and the creator and story was by Don Mancini and he's actually still in charge of the franchise to this day with the series. And uh, 
I think the creator of the doll was David Kirshner, so he's responsible for that iconic Chucky-looking doll. Mm-hmm. And we let's get to our main cast. We have the star of the movie is Alex Vincent. He's playing Andy Barkley, the six-year-old little boy. And then we have his mom, played by Catherine Hicks. She's Karen. We have the detective, Chris Sanders, Chris Sarandon. He plays Mike Norris, and he's iconic because he's also stars in the original Fright Night. So he's got some horror credit to his name. And we have the main focus of the movie, Brad Dorif, who voices Chucky and plays Charles Lee Ray. Some iconic voice acting. He does not get enough credit for that. He should have won a, an award for that voice acting. It's epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I have something it's to say It's so weird about because that, he's but, in the uh, opening scene. He's in the opening scene, like, as Charles Lee Ray, yeah. but when he speaks, wow. I'm like, it's so weird because I'm like, I'm only used to hearing that out of Chucky. So it's so weird seeing him, oh, yeah. like, in real form. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is, that is pretty funny. Usually you don't get that. You get, like, you'll get, like, a different actor who will actually do the physical acting, and then you'll have the voice. Right, so it was pretty know. cool. Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. he's talented. He puts his all into this character to mm-hmm. this day still so he's he's been the only voice of chucky throughout the years well i mean if we're gonna go if we're gonna go include like the 2019 remake which has nothing to do with this franchise mark um, hamill yeah yes so okay but yeah for like the main series from the original movie throughout all the all the movies and then this tv series it's always been him brad dorf awesome yeah that's great i like i said i'm not a huge um like child's play fan i like definitely like some of the movies but um that's cool to hear yeah that's really cool awesome yeah he's awesome why don't we get without him i don't know if chucky would work as much when we actually get into the (laughs) him talking back to people and oh yeah leaving his sly remarks yeah yeah i mean that's what i think of when i think of the franchise as a whole is just chucky's humor and his remarks and you know crudeness and <laughs> some of his crazy lines. I mean, even even this original movie, <laughs> even this first yes. movie, he doesn't talk as much. Um, but he has a couple iconic lines, obviously. That kind of yes, which yeah. I like that they say like they really take their time before we get him full fledged. They do, um, yeah, in the flesh, and I like that. It's very you know it has some good suspense in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, why don't we get into our overall thoughts? I guess I'll start. Um, our overall thoughts are, it's not, it, it's a movie, I have to take this, uh, it's, it's, it's really hard, right? Especially when we talk about these big franchises, to compartmentalize these reviews, because, you know, Chucky is so iconic, but you're trying to look at it through the lens of this was like the first movie that started it all. So as a movie, I'm going to try to be fair. This really didn't do it for me, this first movie. And maybe this is why I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I I do like some of the sequels, but this first movie, um, I feel like not a lot stands out. It tries to um, do a couple different things, but I know it it has some humor. It's also a slasher, but to me... The kills aren't frequent enough and they don't show enough. The humor isn't there enough for me. And overall, the suspense, um, I hate I hate to say it, I hate to be negative, but and I haven't been negative too much on this podcast, but I knew it was gonna happen eventually. But 
some of the moments could have been a lot more suspenseful. And I, 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 this, I, the score wasn't my favorite. I thought the score was very bland, especially during those um, intense moments, like um, when the babysitter gets killed and she's going through the house and some other moments. I thought the the score could have elevated those scenes more. And I guess maybe the cinematography could have been a little bit better. But again, it's it's not a terrible movie, but nothing really stands out to me. And it's it's kind of bland. The fact that we have Chucky as such an icon would make me rewatch this movie, especially when I want to watch them back to back and maybe do like a franchise ranking in the future. But if it wasn't for all the sequels, I don't, I don't know. This This movie would be very forgettable for me. So I know it might be a little surprising to a lot of people, but yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. And again, I don't have that nostalgia that you do, Ant. So I'm looking at it a little bit more critically than you are. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. Yeah. <laughs> That's an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be very different on this episode because... <laughs> This movie's iconic. <laughs> hey, that's good, right? And it's so funny because the scene that you brought up with the babysitter, I'm like, that to me is one of the best sequences in the entire movie. And I disagree about the suspense. I think the suspense is uh, as top-notch as it can be, knowing that we're dealing with a killer doll. and that I mean, we're not dealing with a yeah. Michael Myers threatening force like that. I think they made it as... I actually think the original is the scariest movie and they made it as scary as they could knowing what they were dealing with, if that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, I grew up with this movie. I watched it as a kid and I was scared of Chucky as a kid. And I also was able to have fun with it and laugh at, laugh at him and the scenarios the first time I saw it. So it was, I thought it was a perfect mixture of the horror and the humor. And I don't think it went, I don't like the late, I mean, I really like the more serious child's play movies. Once you get to Seed of Chucky, it gets a little too hokey for me. I don't want to show my hand with the later sequels yet, but I prefer the tone of, you know, Child's Play 1, Child's Play 2. And I, I like the Bride of Chucky stuff, but, you know, Child's Play 1, 2. I even like 3. That gets a lot of hate. But, um, yeah, I, I, like, I grew up with this movie. I watched it on repeat. I was probably around the age that Andy is in the movie, so I connected with him. And, right. I you know, I loved Andy in the movie, so... um. It's just a special, special movie to me. And this movie came out in 1988, and the the Chucky effects in this movie is better than the Chucky effects today. It's mind-blowing what they did with this doll. If you watch the behind-the-scenes, how many people they had controlling that doll, it's crazy stuff. And he was there, yeah. you know. Every day was the actual doll interacting with the actors. And it, it was a pain in the ass when they filmed this movie. So I thought it was – I think it's a technical achievement. I think he should have been nominated for an Oscar for like best visual effects when this came out. Mm. I'm not going to be totally negative on this movie. Um, there are some highs for me, and one of them is the practical effects. That doll still holds up to this day. It looks awesome. So I'll give him that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, some of the things that you were saying, um, you know, like the suspense and stuff, I really thought that they could have being is it, it's it's a first movie in the franchise they could have kept that suspense up with i i want to i want to expand upon it when we get into the actual movie um because right now this is just our overall thoughts but um right. they they were positioned to do something different with this movie that i wish they did similar to the original friday the 13th movie 
and they kind of played their cards too early for me. Um, revealing that mm-hmm. Chucky is the actual killer. It's actually a killer doll. If that makes sense, they could have positioned themselves to have it more of us. It's like, is it in Andy's mind? Is it, is it Andy doing the killing? Like, is he going crazy? I thought that could have been a cool twist to it. Even if they don't end up doing that at the end of the movie, they could have played that out a little bit more, but they kind of showed their cards right away. And let's, let's just get into it. Um, because I don't want to spoil too much before we, we need get to get into, into it. Yeah. We need to get into this because <laughs> I, I just have so much to comment on what you just said. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And you're you're like you said, you grew up on this movie and you've probably watched it way more times than me. So maybe you can come at it differently and change my mind. But, you know, you know what I think it is? You're looking because you saw this movie. I know you said you were older. I feel like you're looking at it through the lens, whether you were like an older teenager or an adult. But I think you're looking at it through. We're looking at it from two different perspectives because. I watched it today. I'm like, this is just a fun. Ch- I mean, I love Chucky. It's just a fun, great slasher movie. Yeah. But as a kid, I was like, um, I was waiting for. I'm like, oh, when are they going to show him and get into Chucky? When are we going to see Chucky? When are we going to see Chucky? So I, I was actually like wanting it to happen sooner, and you wanted the opposite to happen. You wanted the suspense. Oh uh, yeah, I so see. I mean, we'll get saying. into the we'll get but into they, the they opening should, scene. But yeah. I mean, yeah, people came to see this movie because it was advertised as Chucky the Killer doll, and I yeah. they delivered on that. Yeah, yeah. I think they they could have went w- completely one way or completely the other way, and I would have been happy with either way. But they kind of rode the middle a l- little bit too much for me. But yeah, let's get into it first. Um, let's. That's funny just... that you said that that they rode the middle too much because I was just gonna say I think they did for this first movie. It was a happy medium of keeping him not. Yeah. I was gonna say a full frontal. Your uh, sinister uh, <laughs> phrase, but. <laughs> But keeping him in the shadows for like uh-huh. the first, you know, what is it, 30, 40 minutes. And then once he's here, you know, we, we get full-fledged Chucky. So I, in my opinion, I thought they found a happy medium, but you feel different. So let's get into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really don't. Let's I, I, I want to like dive in. So um, we, this is uh, a, not a spoiler-free review. I, I say this every episode. So go watch the movie. Um, I'm sure most people have, have seen Child's Play by now, especially if you're a horror fan. And you're watching this podcast, but if you haven't, say, you know, if you go, haven't seen Chucky, if you haven't if you seen haven't it in a while, play, maybe guess, maybe yeah. go watch it again before you listen, so it's fresh in your mind. But uh, we're going to be getting into some pretty good spoilers here, so um, come back when when you're ready to listen. And if not, then here we go. So why don't and before you, uh, we get into the actual uh, plot, I mean, there's no way if you even don't if you're not a fan of this, you're going to have a fun, entertaining time with this. So it's not a waste of your time to check it out regardless. It's you're going to have a good time watching this movie. Uh, yeah, you're either going to laugh okay. at it, laugh with it, or you're going to yeah, see yeah, some crazy yeah. Chucky stuff. It's fun. Come on. It's a okay. fun movie. Yeah. Come on. Give it that. <sighs> okay. We'll see. You're crazy. You're I, crazy. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I know. I, I hate how critical I am of this movie, but it's not fun enough for me. It, again, it's, it did it. <sighs> Yeah, I, I know. It does. It tries to like. Let's just get into it. <laughs> All right, let's get into really, the opening yeah, scene. I really wanna, yeah, I really want to. The opening scene. Let's get into the opening so, scene because this uh, this is one yeah, of my favorite okay. scenes. As as you know by now, awesome I kind of I I like um, backstory. I I, t- I I sound like a broken record, but I love villains. I love seeing villains' backstories. Like I love when a villain has a rhyme and a reason to why they're a villain and this opening scene is great I, this is one of the highlights for me this scene and the uh the voodoo guy scene i forgot that guy's name is like my two That's one cool of my two scene. favorite scenes of the movie yeah 
Okay, so we have opposite favorite scenes too. Very interesting. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we have different, uh, yeah, we have different perspectives of uh, yeah. what we enjoy in our horror movies too. Interesting stuff. All right, let's get into it. So we get the awesome MGM United Artists logo, which always brings me back to my childhood too. I get nostalgic just seeing that for the opening credits yeah. of this movie because I remember the first time I saw it. I thought it might have been one of the first times I saw the MGM logo. But um, so we open on the city streets of Chicago and we have a cop who we later find is Detective Mike Norris, uh, Chris Sarandon. He's chasing what he's telling his partner, the Strangler. That's what uh, Charles Lee Ray's nickname is before he's turned into a doll, the Strangler. Um, So we eventually get Charles Lee Ray. He's with his partner, Eddie Caputo, but Eddie Caputo flees and Charles Lee Ray ends up in a toy store, obviously, because the movie's called Child's Play. And um, he is eventually shot by Detective Norris. And as he's dying, he performs this voodoo ritual chant to transfer his soul into the body of a good guy doll. Because we see a bunch of dolls in this toy store that all look like what we know as Chucky. There's just a shit ton of dolls on display. And he does his chant, which is so damn iconic. His Ade, Dewey, Dembula, give me the power mm-hmm. I beg of you. I know that shit by heart. Yeah. That's, how much, yeah. <laughs> that's how many times I watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> But um, when he's do this is what I want to say when he's talking in this opening scene and like yelling at Norris and doing the chant, I'm like his voice is so synonymous with Chucky. It's just so weird seeing him be a human mm. doing the voice. Yeah. It's crazy to me. But then we get a pretty huge set piece and we get the lightning as he's doing the chanting, and then the lightning sends the building on fire, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. it explodes. And then we get the close up on the good guy doll and that's the opening sequence i love the lightning it's such it's so cheesy but it adds to the i don't know like the voodoo-ness and the, it adds to the lore of it all how when he does the chant i love that oh, i love it too and the fact that it's the opening scene it kind of sets you up for like okay it's this kind of movie we're getting into the supernatural we're getting into you know the whole like incantation like this is like kind of we're breaking the realm of reality right away so it kind of lets you kind of check your like realism at the door and i like that it kind of sets that up right away i was gonna say like from this opening scene you know you're watching a horror movie but you know the movie's in on the wackiness of it it's not trying to make you watch the entire thing with a straight face it wants you to laugh and have a good time with it it's not it knows what it is and you get that vibe just from the opening scene All right, so after that iconic opening scene, we cut to a Chicago apartment, and we're introduced to our two protagonists, Andy Barkley and his mom, Karen Barkley. Uh, Karen's a single mom. And we get a scene, Andy's watching TV in the morning, and it's actually a good guy program. So we know he's obsessed with a good guy doll. He's actually in a good guy uh, pajama outfit. And uh, he sees a good guy talking on TV, and he's super excited. he it's his birthday and when he sees the good guy talking on tv he glances at his presence and he sees the shape of what a good guy doll box would be and he assumes that his mom bought him a good guy doll for his birthday so he ends up making his mom the most ridiculous breakfast and uh, bed platter ever and all that food he makes is a waste it's not edible he puts like the biggest chunk of butter i've ever seen on a piece of toast, he like <laughs> pours a shit ton of sugar on top of the cereal. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, this poor single mom had a hustle to get this food, and it's yeah. just all wasted because Andy's yeah. making his mom trying to do a good thing. He's trying to be a sweet kid, but I'm like, damn, she's got to work an extra shift now. 
I would have been pissed. <laughs> so he My mom pretty, handles it. I would be, I would be pissed too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she said I know it's his birthday. Can I just but... say, uh, can I just say she's an awesome mom? She's an awesome character. Uh, she's she's great in this movie. She sticks by her son throughout. But uh, so he brings you know her breakfast in bed. She's like so nice. She's like, oh, how long have you been up? You excited for your birthday? She's like, I think I'll just eat this later. <laughs> and she just puts that to the side. And uh, he wants to open his gifts. And uh, he chooses the one that he thinks is going to be a good guy doll. And he opens it up and it's just clothes. And uh, he does get a good guy tool chest. But uh, Karen he, Karen sees that he's upset. And she's like, listen, Andy, I know you wanted a doll. I just didn't have enough time to save for it. Again, like, single mom just doing her best. And he actually, to his credit too, he's like, I know. But he's still mopey about it because he's a kid. He wants his good guy doll. So yeah. I really love that introduction to them too. Uh, I just connected with them immediately. I don't know how you feel about the two characters. Um, yeah, they're they're fine. I didn't really connect with them because again, I wasn't a kid really? when I saw this, so and I'm okay. not a single okay. mom, so I can't really, you know. <laughs> I just connected like yeah. you sympathize. I should say the better phrase, like you know, you're going to sympathize with these characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, after this, uh, Karen, we find out Karen. Yeah, you, you're really hating on this movie. This, yeah. I, I think they're one of my favorite uh, character duos. Really? In, like horror slashers. They're so perfect together. Really? Okay. And you root for them. They don't, like I said, I'm rooting for these two the entire movie. And I'm not a big kid guy. We know this. <laughs> we know and I love Andy. I, love I love Andy. Andy. Yeah. So much it's funny, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not a huge like Andy I said. Fan. I saw this movie. I saw this movie the first time when I was around Andy's age. Yeah, yeah. So that could have something. to he's do He's fine. That. Like he's yeah. not. Um, he's a six year old. So like, you can't really yeah. get pissed at a six year old. You know, that's why. No. Um, even though this is our first slasher, it's going to be interesting for our never split up moments because a lot of the moments that you can criticize are moments that are done by a six year old, and it's like, would I have done? like smarter things as a six-year-old probably not so yeah, i would have done really dumber of... things because i actually think in some scenes andy's like wise beyond his ears with the decisions yeah. he makes and how he interact how he reacts to these adults um interactions with him and with each other he's like senses so much for mm -hmm. a six-year-old yeah. so i would be dead i think if i was andy at six <laughs> i would be so stupid in that situation yeah yeah <laughs> so after that introduction which i think is sweet and adorable and i love them uh, we cut to Karen and she, uh, yeah, Karen's at work. She's works at a mall, you know, mall department store in a mall. And, uh, her friend Maggie, who's actually one of, she's in Greece. That's how I remember her when I saw this movie. Cause I saw Greece first, but she's one of the pink ladies in Greece. So I thought that was funny. She goes from that to Chucky, but, uh, she comes up to Karen and she says a homeless man, he's selling a good guy doll in the alley. So, uh, she goes and she gets the doll. I think she, you know, they go back and forth on the price a little bit, but she gets the doll for Andy. And then we cut back to her at work. Her boss is such an asshole. It reminds me of my days in retail. He's such a dick. He pretty much, uh, he's such an asshole. He tells her, first of all, it's her kid's birthday. And he's like, yeah, you can leave, but we need you back for a double shift because uh, someone called out sick. I'm thinking to myself, why is that her problem? You're the manager. Figure that shit out. But he pisses me off every time I watch the movie. I hate him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny looking back on these older movies and like, but that was the culture back then, right? There was no work home life balance. Uh, thankfully, right. we're starting, especially after pan the pandemic, we're starting to get like, 
you know, workers starting to like know their worth a little bit more and then right. value that, you know, home life balance. But, uh, cause I would never put but I just, that stuff. I hate that me? scene be because like, like she can't, she can't afford to say no because like she's a I single know. mom. She needs the money and she can't oh, lose yeah. her job. So I just yeah. like, he used that against her and it's like disgusting. Um, oh, I yeah. really wish he got killed by Chucky. <laughs> So yeah, Maggie it's, offers yeah total, especially crazy. like you said with retail, like they just treat their employees like total shit, and they know that and it's they annoying the job, because so. Maggie's a good friend. She's like, I'll cover for you. Like, spend the night with your son. And he's like, you work in shoes, you can't do jewelry. She's like, really, dude? I can't fucking <laughs> yeah. just do jewelry for a couple of hours. But Maggie, then she's like, I'll babysit. You know, come home at five for two hours, and then go back to work, and I'll stay with Andy. Um, mm. So in between shifts, Karen goes home. And she surprises Andy with the good guy doll. And we find out this good guy doll's name is Chucky. Because we get the iconic line that every horror fan in the world knows. He goes, hi, I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. And he goes, hi, ho, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I ran around my house and said that on repeat as a kid. My parents must have hated child's play. <laughs> did you have, <laughs> like, did you ever have a, uh, did you ever have a good no, guy doll? No, I okay. didn't. No, yeah. I always want to one. They're pretty, they're, you can get them now, but they're pretty expensive. Yeah, I bet. Because they're big. Uh, but yeah, that's that lines. I mean, hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm, I'm your friend to the end. It's the peak definition of iconic. I love that. It's it's iconic. <laughs> There's no other way to describe that. Uh, so after that, you know, Andy's super, super happy. And, he, you know, he actually appreciates. He knows that his mom was struggling. And he shows his appreciation that, you know, she gave him that extra gift. Like, I, again, love their bond and their relationship. So after that, uh, Karen, she has to go back to work, and Maggie is babysitting Andy, and, you know, he's just obsessing over Chucky. So we get a scene, they're wa- the TV's on in the background, the news is on, and we can see that Chucky is kind of focused on the news. We don't see him move or anything, but his, he's facing the TV, and we hear about Eddie Caputo, and that, you know, he escaped the precinct, and Eddie Caputo was uh, Charles E. Ray's partner from the opening scene who got away. So uh, Andy tells uh, Maggie, she's like, Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news. And she's like, all right, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> well, don't you <laughs> see, um, you see Chucky move towards the TV. Like he moves his head. So you kind of, his head just like, kind of like flips kind of towards the TV. And his, or it okay. might just be his yeah. eyes at that point. I can't remember. It might be his, his eyes might just glance. Yeah, it's either his eyes his or he head, does like a slight. His head does the flip. So. I think I know that. Yeah, no, it's his eyes because the head, his head does the flip in a like couple minutes when they're in the bedroom. But uh, so Maggie tells Andy to go wash up, and uh, she's putting away dishes, and then she's startled because the TV's turned on, and she finds Chucky sitting in front of the TV, and obviously she thinks Andy put him there. Poor Andy gets blamed for everything. Uh, but you can't blame Maggie either because who else would think that a doll is going to, you know, be running to the TV sitting Yeah, in front at this of point, it. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you can't blame either of them. So Andy, you know, gets tucked into bed with Chucky, and Chucky's smart because once Maggie leaves the room, she's uh, kind of, like, listening, but then she goes, because she doesn't hear them talk, and then she goes, she's reading, and she's, like, you know, relaxing in the living room reading, and... I love this shot. We see the bedroom door open. So Chucky waited for Maggie to leave that area before he got up and started moving around. Uh, but we just don't see Chucky. We just see like a first point POV shot. I love that stuff. I'm a POV kind of guy. Um, and then we get a quick glimpse of 
when she hears the door open, we see Chucky like sprint down the hallway, but super quick. You don't see anything. <laughs> Cracks me up every time. Um, so yeah, so Maggie's hearing noises and she goes to investigate like everyone in a horror movie does. She thinks it's Andy though, again, so to her benefit. Um, so she walks through the house and she finds that a chair was put in front of the door. And this is where I can't defend her anymore. <laughs> because if I see that a chair was put up against the door so you can't get out, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be waking up Andy and we're going to have to get out of this place. <laughs> she kind of dismisses it. She's like, oh, it's just like the nighttime terrors. I'm like, someone put a chair in front of the door. What do you mean? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she hears some more noise and then she finds that the sugar is spilt all over the floor. And then as this is happening, she's getting a little anxious and then Karen calls at that time to check in and she could even tell that Maggie sounds spooked and she literally says um no I'm okay I'm just having the nighttime willies I'm like yo there's something going on in the apartment obviously you're not alone um so with that part always pisses me off because I'm like if that were me I'd be out of there (laughs) (laughs) so uh she starts cleaning up the mess on the floor of the sugar and she hears a noise behind. There's like plants set up. So she hears a noise and she moves the plants. Nothing there. And then she literally says, which I, it's, it's cheesy, but I love it. She, right before she gets killed, she goes, what is wrong with me? I'm scaring myself half to death. And then she turns around and we see the little good guy doll hammer thrown in her face. And it causes her to literally like fall back out of the window and plummet to her death. I really... I know you don't like this scene, but I love the way it's shot. We don't see Chucky. We just see the hammer literally flying to her face. Um, I've always thought that was a unique sequence. I love the way it's shot so much. This is my first example of they kind of try to do, they kind of play the middle. I, I love that shot too, but, well, I should I should say I would have loved that shot if we didn't already know that Chucky was responsible so we see first of all the pov shot i thought the pov shots in this movie were really cool but they weren't um utilized effectively because you get the pov shot and then you get from um uh you you go from that to the hallway scene where you see chucky uh run across the hallway which again is is kind of funny and and it's a funny moment it's awesome it's like my least favorite shot in the movie because it reveals that Chucky is the killer so early in the movie. I wish we, um, and then for them to go from that to not seeing him do the kill on Maggie, it's like, well, we already know it's Chucky. So like, why not just show it full force? Like, this is what I mean. I wish they held the mystery a little bit longer because if they didn't show Chucky running across the hallway, it could have been like, oh, like, you know, is do we have a crazy kid on our hands or is it actually the doll? You know, they could have played that up a little bit more, but they played their cards right away. And, you know, I'm not a fan. Well, I mean, of they it, played their cards from the opening scene when we literally see him do the chant next to a doll. I mean, they know that we know that Chucky's coming. I mean, the audience isn't stupid. We didn't, I never once, even when I was six years old watching this movie, thought that Andy was responsible. I mean, it's, it's, blatantly obvious this whole movie's made I don't know if it's blatant I mean to be the killer. I I think it's obvious that Chucky is sentient but like you don't know like they could have played it to where like maybe Chucky is like telling Andy to do stuff and like knock the sugar over or something like Well he does could have been do like stuff at certain points in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, but um, like the fact that they revealed I, I don't know. I I see your point but I just wish they went all in. So like the fact that we know it's Chucky 
right away. Like they should have went all in with the kills and like really like like he doesn't talk until halfway through the movie. Like I was gonna say, know. like my I love the restraint they're holding because when we do get the lead up, we know it's Chucky, which I like, but we still get in the little snippets of it and the slow lead up, and we're not sh- when we get to the scene where we see Chucky go full force. I think the weight makes that scene so much better. So we have an opposite opinion on this. I like the lead up. And then when we get that oh shit moment, you know, halfway through, and there's no going back. And I think the lead up to it makes the rest of the movie all the better and more iconic. Okay. I I would have liked to see, I guess, um, and maybe I'm like, because I'm like thinking of the rest of the franchise and how hokey it is. Like, I think it would have been more fun to get more scenes with Chucky and Andy and Chucky, like, we can actually hear what he's saying to Andy and, like, kind of have that bromance or whatever to get him because like (laughs) what does he say to andy because andy like obviously he's obsessed with the good guy dolls he watches the show and stuff so like how does he play that with andy to like get him to trust him enough to do all the stuff for him like pretty much right away you know well he uses the fact that andy's obsessed with these uh yeah yeah. dolls to get to connect with him quick because we obviously know but he told he's the one who told andy you know he wants to watch the nine o'clock news like they he got a bond with Andy. Like the second that Karen left Andy alone with the doll, it was over because mm-hmm. they're inseparable. So Chucky was able to get into, you know, he's a little kid. Chucky was able to manip- manipulate him within seconds. Well, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. But like, I wanted to see that, you know, like, did he use the good guy voice the whole time with Andy? You know, because when you hear him talk to the no, adults no, and no, stuff, no, 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 you know, he, he did not <laughs> use the, no, he used the Charles E. Ray voice to, to Andy. Think, yes. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. But then why does he use the good guy voice um, like for all of his lines and stuff? Wouldn't that have well, confused because, Andy? Well, because the well from after that opening, when Andy's first introduced to Chucky, we only ever see Chucky do the Chuck, uh, good guy doll voice when it's in front of adult, an adult after that. Yeah, I know. So he's trying to, yeah, so. Wouldn't that confuse Andy, though? Like, oh, it's two different voices. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? No, like, that's not I... his real voice. No, because I think uh, Chucky. Like, I know, I know Andy right gets. Now. I know Andy gets pissed at Chucky because he's like Chucky. Right. Like, stop! Like, do you know, be you. The, do your, the secrets do out. Your real yeah, voice. I, I right. know that, but like, I, I don't know. Again, I, I like villains, so I guess to see more of like his interaction with Andy and like how he manipulates Andy right away. I, obviously, he's a six-year-old, so it probably wouldn't have been hard. But like, I would have liked to see like the dialogue between those two. And I, okay. I feel like this, it wasn't suspenseful enough for me to like really have that payoff really? like it did for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think what's great about this first movie is that we were introduced it's to the It's toned down. Chucky, no, I, I get it. But we you. don't yeah. get it all thrown in our face until the yeah, sequels. I, get that. I actually prefer the more serious tone of this movie than most of the sequels. Mm-hmm. I, so, I get that. And I would agree with you. And I guess my problem is they don't do the serious tone good enough for me. It doesn't hit for me like it hits for you. Okay. Like I said, the score and the way it's shot and I, it's not creepy enough. It's not serious enough. So maybe if they would have nailed that better, I wouldn't have an issue with them holding back on Chucky. But because that didn't work for me, I wanted them to kind of go the other way with it. And they didn't. They didn't do either for me. Does that make sense? It's just kind of different. It makes of, sense. We know, just... We just have way too different opinions. I wish I saw this as a kid. I wish I I wish I grew up on it. I know I I probably. But even like watching it right now through like an adult adult eyes, I still 
prefer how they played it out. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We have yeah, way, it's just every, not, I think every uh, sequence in just, this movie is going to have a differing opinion. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's just not, the execution's not there. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. Because I do like a serious tone, too. And, um, but it, like the I whole said, concept never, is creepy. Yeah, it, but, it's creepy. It's creepy. It's not scary because they know what kind of movie it is. I mean, it's a dog mm-hmm. killing people. How serious can you get? You know, they're yeah. serious. They're as serious as they can be, is what I should say. And I think they succeed in that. Um, okay. So, well, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> taken aback <laughs> yeah. by the Chucky hate. <laughs> And I can't this love every weird. single villain. Uh, you I know. know I'm just like, this is like an iconic one. This is crazy. Man. I know. I know. Uh, I'm taking I feel like the concept is iconic, though. This is going to be well, another movies, hot take. The like, franchise is iconic. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people that, like, know Chucky, but don't, like, know the movies as well. Does that make sense? I guess that's I, true I for every saying. icon, but like, I, I can say like the same thing about Freddy Krueger. I can say the same thing. No, about Freddy Krueger, yeah, you know? it's it, it that is true for a lot of icons. So I guess that's a little unfair, but I don't like know how a many, lot of people. I mean, that, I don't want to talk shit about it's my favorite, my second favorite franchise. But how many but, times do people confuse Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers because they don't? know No, I get that, you know? but you also, I also know people who's like, I know multiple people whose favorite franchise is Halloween. I know people whose favorite franchise is Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know anyone who's like Child's Play is my favorite franchise. So maybe Actually, that's... my tattoo artist, his favorite franchise is Child's Play. <laughs> Chucky. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. I think there are people who... Uh, there's there's people who do uh, have a really oh, there definitely is. and love this franchise. Oh, there most, is. Yeah. There, there is. There's an exception. And I actually but... do see, because, you know, we're part of film Twitter, people do make the argument that the, mo- the two most consistent franchises film-wise, you know, are actually Scream and Child's Play. You know, a lot Child's of people play. don't think that Chucky has a downright horrible movie like, you know, some of these yeah. other franchises. Yeah, I don't want to play my hands for the whole franchise. No. Um, it doesn't have yeah, a lot no, of I don't want to play my hands, but I will, lows, say, but I will yeah. say it for me, it doesn't have a lot of highs either. Well, clearly, the one it of the, just... am I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to show my hand, but one of the arguably the best movies in the franchise, you're already starting yeah. out. <laughs> I, I mean, exactly. In my opinion. So, yeah. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up that. I, a lot of the conversations I see are that Scream and Child's Play are the two uh, consistent quality-wise horror franchises that have. No, I know, get that, and, and especially in like horror communities, like Child's Play is more right. appreciative. I'm just saying, like, like the general door-to-door, you know, your mom and dad, like they obviously know Chucky, but have they watched right. all the Chucky movies? Probably not. You know, that's all. Yeah, I, was I mean. To say. But you can I mean, say that with a lot of different other franchises, yeah, too. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. Like, for me, yeah. I mean, we won't get into too much, but, like, you know, certain people appreciate the typical How did, slasher. Um, did we go over the um, the budget in the box office for this? Was this a commercial uh, success? So it, yeah, it was a cult. It wasn't, like, a – it was made for $9 million, which is impressive because they had to do, you know, a lot of – all the budget was for Chucky, clearly. Yeah. Um, and then they, they made $44, $45 million, so success. It made back okay, its budget yeah. and more. So, I mean, it was more of a cult following when it first came out, but obviously it blew up to a cultural phenomenon with the sequels. And once, yeah. you know, we got Chucky full force. Um, so, Did yeah, the it was sequels, a success. So it probably, like, um, kept growing. Did the sequels do better than the original? I actually don't know. I don't. I would assume that – I don't think they did do as good, but I think just really? the Chucky – Really? I would assume that, you know – 
being you know front and center and like i said these were never like huge budgets so even if it didn't make as much Mm -hmm. i'm sure they were all still obviously they were successful because they made a bunch of them um i'm actually curious now before we go on i just want to see how much child's play 2 made just so i could compare yeah so child's play 2 was made for 13 million dollars and it made 36 million so again still made its budget back but i think the first one might be the highest grossing okay that actually surprises me not that i think that it's the worst one but like as people like talk about chucky i would i would have thought that maybe like some of the sequels would have done better because of the hype of like chucky's back you know but okay all right so that was our first kill from chucky yeah, and first kill. I, it sucks. Yeah. I liked Maggie. I thought Maggie was cool. I really liked, and like I said, good friend, she's, good friend, good aunt. To, very you know. good friend, you yeah. know, supportive. I actually, when I first saw, I was actually really upset when she died. I thought it was going to be a uh, her and Karen like trying to help Andy out throughout the movie. Yeah. So I was like, I, I wish it was her boss that was the first one killed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I always get bummed out when I watch this. I'm like, oh, Maggie was a good person, a good friend. Yeah. Uh, she should have just. Yeah, it could have been like chair and get out. Yeah, could have been Karen and Maggie solving the case instead of the. I detective think about that every time you know I mean? watch yeah. it. Yeah, like that girl it could power. have been that them as cool. a duo, like a badass yeah. girl duo. Um, yeah, so I really get cool. bummed out. And when you see Karen's reaction when she comes home, I'm like, oh, she really loved Maggie. So it like her react. I love how she's trying to be strong for Andy when she. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just get into it. She comes home and there's cops everywhere. Um, she's very anxious and nervous because she's like, oh shit, something happened to my kid. But uh. She runs up to Andy and Andy goes, Maggie had an accident. That's a light way to put it. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably what they and, told Andy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, he's a six year old kid. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, she fucking fell to her death. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Whatever. But uh, Detective Norris tells her that Maggie's dead. She fell from the kitchen window. And I love, I don't know if you, you watched, you rewatched it, obviously, but her reaction is you can tell she's upset. She reacts right away, but she's also pulling it together within seconds because Andy's right there and she wants to be strong for her son. Mm-hmm. Again, badass single mom, mom power. Um, but then we cut to Norris. He shows her these footprints on the counter. And he's like, do you know where these came from? She's like, no, she's pretty much pissed off. She's like, you need to get out of my house. I just lost my best friend. You know, my son's traumatized. And uh, he actually asked Andy if he can see the bottom of his feet. And as a mom, she does the right thing. She defends her son. She's like, if Andy says he was in bed, he was in bed. And then she pretty much says, for lack of a better term, get the fuck out of my house. You know, I want to be with my son. But before mm-hmm. Norris leaves, Andy is in his room because Karen told him to go back to bed. And he looks at Chucky's feet and we see like the sugar powder like on his feet still. So he runs out and he says, uh, I know who did it. Chucky was on the counter, and obviously he's saying, I mean, Chucky's a doll, so everyone's like, oh, ha ha, really, it was your doll? And mm-hmm. Karen's pissed, she's like, Andy, go to bed. And then yeah. uh, she has a little back and forth with Norris. It's kind of like flirty, but not. <laughs> he's trying to flirt, but she's not having it. And then he's like, you're going to call me? I don't like loose ends. She's like, yeah, get out of my house. And she slams the door in his face. That cracks me up every time. Uh, so he leaves with his partner and then he gives his partner the bag with the possible murder weapon, which is also hilarious because it's a good guy doll hammer. And whoever manufactured that toy in real life, they would have so many lawsuits because who gives a kid a mini hammer? Like it's not even a plastic hammer. It's like a real mini hammer. <laughs> I always think that's funny. 
So many losses yeah. should happen from that. <laughs> Little yeah, kids wow. running around with dolls and hammers. <laughs> they made kids' toys a lot differently back in the day. Yeah. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so about that part always cracks me up. I'm like, really? That's they gave the kid a real hammer. But uh so the cops leave and Karen's, you know, washing up, trying to get herself together, but she hears Andy talking in his bedroom. So she goes in his bedroom and she's like, Who are you talking to? And he's like, Chucky mom, duh. <laughs> and he's like, he's alive. And he told me his real name is Charles Lee Ray. And he has been sent down from heaven to play with me. And uh, he also says that Chucky says that Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and she got what she deserved. <laughs> so Karen's obviously not happy. She th- She's like, Andy, what the hell? Like, don't talk about Maggie like that. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Chucky isn't real. And then uh, Andy's very smart because he realizes, you know, his mom's in distress and he doesn't want to upset her more. And she's like, "Okay, mom, you're right. I know you're just upset about Maggie. And he kind of just like he understands these adults emotions so well. He kind of like puts that to bed. He doesn't keep pushing and say, you know, yeah, no, mom, Chucky's real. He doesn't fight with her. He's like, "Okay, mom, you're right. And he pretty much goes to bed. Mm -hmm. So uh, she puts him to bed and she leaves the room, but she keeps her. Like, she's listening in, and Chucky, this is when he does that first head flip. So I think this is when he actually does the first flip. So he sees the shadow of Karen at the bottom of the door, so he knows that she's there. So he does his Chucky voice, and he goes, I like to be hugged. And then she's like, all right, it's just Chucky, and he was just, you know, making shit up. So, you know, Chucky's smart, too. So he that's what he does his uh, good guy doll voice, rather than the Chucky voice, Charles Lee Ray voice. Um, so again, I love that. I love that little scene. It's not any horror, but it just shows more of their relationship and more of Chucky. We know that he's not to be messed with because he's a smart, he's a smart dude. He's a killer. So we know he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the next day we cut to, and, uh, Karen's taking Andy to school. She drops him off. But, uh, after she leaves, he leaves school, skips out. He skips school as a six-year-old and he gets on a train with Chucky. And we're in Chicago, so this little kid by himself going on a train, they end up at a bad part of town. You know, Andy's a badass. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, this part always cracked me up even as a kid. Andy, when they get off the train, they end up in a really shitty neighborhood. And uh, he's like, oh, this is Eddie Caputo's house. So Chucky wants to go find Eddie Caputo. But Andy goes, he doesn't say he has to take a piss. He goes, I have to go tinkle. <laughs> Wait here. <laughs> That always cracks me up. I'm like, who says that? Yeah. But uh, when Andy goes to Tinkle, uh, Chucky obviously goes into the house where Eddie Caputo is hiding out. And he turns on the gas and opens the oven. And Caputo hears something. So he's like walking through the house. And he actually fires his gun off a few times. Um, but then he ends up seeing Andy outside. And he's like, oh, it's just a kid. But then he hears a laugh coming from the kitchen. And he opens the door fires off and the house explodes and Eddie Caputo is killed off by Chucky. And then uh, we cut to Karen. She's showing up at the police station and Norris left her a message that, you know, something happened. And he tells her that Andy was at the scene of the explosion. So pretty much the police are building a case that Andy's not only responsible for Maggie's death, but now this explosion, which they're giving this kid a lot of credit. But, um, Karen goes to Andy and she's like, listen, nobody believes you about Chucky. And unless you start telling the truth, they're going to take you away from me. 
and she's really upset because you know this is her this is her life her kid so andy gets very upset at chucky and he keeps telling him you know say something say something say something and he's telling his mom he's you know he's doing this on purpose he's not talking on purpose and he even punches chucky and he uh andy goes he said that he'll kill me if i ever said anything about him being charles lee ray so then we cut to this doctor's watching all this, this psychiatrist or whatever. And he's like, all right, I think his name's Dr. Ardmore. He's like, I've seen enough. <laughs> he's like, Andy's going to be admitted to a psychiatric hospital, which I also think that was so drastic to do right away. I'm like, how many kids pretend to talk to their doll? But uh, poor Karen, she's her son's taken away from her, admitted to a hospital right after that. Um, and then in my opinion... Again, it's not your, you're going to have a different opinion. We cut to the most iconic sequence of the entire movie. Because this is leading up to the big reveal. So Karen, she's home alone with Chucky after Andy's taken away. And she demands Chucky to say something. And he just does his uh, good guy doll voice. And he goes, I like to be hugged. And then she kind of just like laughs at herself forever. Like kind of questioning the situation and believing her son. So then she looks at the box that Chucky came in and she holds it up and the batteries fall out. Oh, I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) I love it, love it, love it. So she's obviously startled and she walks up to Chucky. She turns him around so she can check to see if he has batteries installed. So when she opens the battery case, there's no batteries in them. And he he twists his head around. He goes, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? And then he falls down and rolls under the couch. So Karen pulls him out of the couch and she demands him to talk again. And she, this is a badass line. She goes, she says, I said, talk to me, damn it. I'm going to throw you in the fire if you don't talk to me. And then the best line of the movie. This is when we get the reveal of full-fledged Chucky, which I think the wait for this moment was so worth it because of this reveal. So he, after she says, you know, talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire. He turns around and he goes, you stupid bitch, you filthy slut, I'll teach you to fuck with me. And that's when we get the Chucky that we know from all the sequels from now on. Best line of the movie, Chucky attacks Karen, bites her arm, she throws him, and he escapes the apartment. All right, we have to talk about that scene because it's the best scene of the entire movie, in my opinion. That reveal. Okay. I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, I, I like it, too. I, I just, I guess I feel like if he would have talked sooner, it wouldn't have ruined that for me. But you like how that was the first time we get that. It makes it that was his first you. Chucky dialogue. Yes, it, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I, I, it still would have worked for me because it still would have been the big reveal to the mom. You know what I mean? But uh, okay, no, I get. I, it's an iconic moment. I can't really rag on it. You know, it's and that to me is the most suspenseful. Yeah. I mean, talk about suspense. That's suspenseful when she's holding up the box. The batteries fall out. She's slowly walking up to him. Tension. She yeah. opens the battery case. This is as suspenseful as the Child's Play franchise gets. That scene. Yeah. No, it does. You're right about that. But I wish it was more suspenseful. I wish it was executed better. Right. I just. Okay. I don't know if I, it was like I said. I hate to to. I don't know who composed this movie and who did the score. But I, I, was, I kind of find that because I actually disagree with you. I love really. I mean, this is a, I think this it's is very a theme generic. Of the movie. 
No, yeah, I love I like the bells generic. too, like the. Ah, you know, I like it. I like it a lot. Like in the in the intense uh, moments, they could have dialed that up to nine, and I feel like they didn't. I think they kinda. did though. Yeah. Well, go back and watch it, maybe. <laughs> uh, you go back. I've seen it this <laughs> times. But uh, I will say, I think holding his speaking until that moment was a hundred percent the right decision. I know you said it wouldn't have affected your experience with that reveal. I think it made that reveal. Yeah. I mean, to get his first t- talking mm-hmm. as a yeah. doll, as in the Charles the Ray voice, you stupid bitch. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is this is some great stuff we're going, getting into right now. Now we, I love his face. Yeah, I can't, I can't knock the moment. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't, I like, can't ah. knock this moment, like, in, in general, like, just this particular scene because it is a good scene it's one of the strong points in the movie but and it's funny and and it's effective but yeah it's a good scene i, I don't really know what you want me to say okay. i i, I wish okay. the lead up was a little better that's all really yeah. i think it's tense it's funny it's suspenseful yeah. it's scary i think the acting from uh what's what's her name again i can't remember her name it's gonna bother me Catherine hicks she plays karen yeah she was amazing because she's interacting with nothing she's interacting with a doll you know a puppeteer and i think the direction was and this 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 specifically this scene the direction i'm kind of from tom holland was pretty spot on and this is a horror movie about a killer doll we have these kind of performances you know yeah that's what i'm getting at other franchises like you know freddie jason michael they have the villain's aura. So they don't need like, especially I'm thinking of the, a lot of the Friday movies. Jason is such a scary character because he's so big and strong and, you know, capable. Child's play has a doll, right? So like, like you, what you but said, the doll they did of the a most killer, what, of a, what they could do yeah, for the yeah, doll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, but he's I mean, not see... menacing like to look at. So. Well, he's menacing. <laughs> there other fr- <laughs> yeah in his own way like for a kid yeah like when you grew up watching this movie like you know kill well, even on the if i was an adult cool. and i had a doll fucking charging me like i would be like what the fuck is this creepy shit i would punt the shit out of it but i would still be creeped out yeah <laughs> i guess my point is those other franchises can get away with um not having the intensity dialed up like with the score and everything because the villain is the focus because it, they're so scary, but because it's a doll, I wish they kind of overcompensated in the other areas to make it more suspenseful. Maybe have more POV shots of the doll or make it so more, there's more like stalking scenes or something, you know, so you don't know where the doll is. Well, they did that for the lead up to this moment. I think that's interesting. What you just says that these other franchises, cause they have these big hulking, you know, iconic, mm-hmm killers that you know anyone would be terrified of yeah i i think child's play has to work harder to make these scenes effective and i think and especially in this movie they succeeded in working harder i I, you obviously feel different but i think what they did because you don't have a scene this the lead up like a scene like this in a lot of the friday the 13th movies it's just pretty much killing dumb kids yeah so i think Specifically, the sequence, the buildup was just, you know, this is some great filmmaking right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
no, we agree on that. I, I think it's a harder job for the for the filmmakers and uh they did yeah. the most they could, but I, I just don't think it was good enough for me. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I also want to say I'm not shitting on Friday thirteenth because it's an awesome franchise, but ninety percent of the character ninety five percent of the characters I don't care about. I'm actually looking forward to the kill. And I know that's a lot of the fun of those movies. I'm scared for Karen in this situation. I want her to get out of it. I want her and Andy to survive and defeat Chucky. I'm rooting for the protagonist. And I'm a character person. You're a villain person. So that might be another reason why this movie's not 100% working for you. Because I'm um, following their journey throughout it. Could it could be. Not really I'd Chucky. have to think you know on that. You know what I'm trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah. No, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the characters. Uh, they're not my favorites. I, I guess. I mean, they're not because... my favorite characters of all time, but yeah, I love them. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's really hard, man. I really wish I saw this as a kid. Maybe I would like root for Andy more, but seeing this for the first time, like when I was older, like probably a teenager and now as an adult, like, you know, you, you don't want to root for a kid to die, but he's not like really. Super I, I, and I usually don't give a and shit. And the mom, I mean, I, the mom, yeah. I, I liked Maggie more, honestly. I thought Maggie was cool. Really? <laughs> I like I love Maggie, but Karen was Karen's the MVP of the movie. Okay. In my opinion, yeah. Um, but and I love how she does what any of us would do in that situation when after he bites her, she literally takes him and she chucks him and she throws him behind the couch, and that's when he runs and escapes. So she's doing what any rational human being would do when a killer doll attacks him. She chucks the shit out of him, but mm-hmm. then he escapes. And uh, she runs down. She tries to catch him because she realizes he needs. She needs him as proof to get her son out of this, you know, psychiatric yeah. hospital. Do they and, uh, go over the fact in the sequels? I, I'm a little foggy on the sequels. Again, this isn't like a huge franchise for me, so I'm going to defer to you. Do they go okay. over um, how Chucky is able to be so quick and strong, or like does he embody the strength and quickness of? Charles, the killer. Yeah, I, that's. I think it's a simple excuse that uh, just Charles is literally transferring the Chucky's body, so that's how he has his killer capabilities. But I would say. Yeah, it's like his, Well, yeah, I get that. Like it's his spirit, so he has like the spirit of a serial killer. Right. But like his, his soul. So they never him. explained like why Chucky is so strong and fast and can like. I don't think know. he's abnormally uh, strong and like that. I think he's doing what a doll form would do of a killer he like yeah he like outruns you know the mom like you know gets out of the building and and i know in the sequels he like overpowers some of the people almost she's in shock and um i mean it's also horror movie logic i mean the villain has to be strong just because it's the villain yeah it's like do they explain why jason's like you know does it explain why jason's like superhuman i mean yeah, <laughs> it just is what it is. Well, <laughs> it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of does. Yeah, but Jason, it makes sense that he's stronger than everyone else. You know, Michael, it makes sense. But I, I just didn't know. I, I it, this isn't a critique or anything. I just wanted to. Uh, yeah, uh, didn't know if you had that answer or not. I mean, I have to rewatch the sequels. That I mean, it could have to do with some of the voodoo shit. But I think it's as simple as you know, he's just transferred into the yeah. soul. His soul is just transferred into the doll, especially. And I mean, we obviously don't find anything okay. out in the first one, so that's what we're taking at face value. Is this is a killer inside of a doll, at least in the first one? Yeah. But um, yeah, I never even like I said, I'm watching a movie about a killer doll, so I'm not gonna be critiquing like 
major shit like that, it's already a ridiculous, I mean, story. Um, interesting though. So no, it's not yeah, a critique. So but when yeah. you have again, yeah, no, when no, you no, have no, no. a doll that's that small, like it's kind of like maybe try to explain it a little bit, if that makes sense. I guess they do in the I, voodoo. They they kind of just chalk yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, and it's I think magical, I've also noticed you know. a little pattern. Um, I don't. I like less explanation because I like because to me, what's more scary and menacing is I don't want to be fed all the answers. And I think you are a fan of a little bit more not being fed the answers, but you like a little more backstory and history, especially for the villains. Yeah. So I think that's where we also. Yeah, I would agree with that bit. overall. Yeah. Hmm. So again, I, that's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I shot, like both styles. I do defer. Yeah. I do defer to some more backstory, but when it isn't done and it's executed correctly, I do appreciate that. You're like fine. There yeah, are yeah, movies no, that yeah, I'm fine with, but I, I would agree with that overall. Yeah, that's a good okay. That's a good take. Yeah. yeah. So we I like that we have uh, these different takes. I'm just it's just really upsetting me that <laughs> I don't love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so you know, it's okay. again that's that's my favorite sequence of the entire movie i think it's expertly done so after that uh karen obviously she can't find chucky so she goes to the station and she tells detective uh norris she's like chucky's alive and he killed eddie caputo he killed maggie he's been moving and talking for days without any batteries in him and he's like okay honey time time to take you home <laughs> he literally is like just dismisses her which i, I mean yeah. again can you argue with him in this situation? Now he's like, oh, the well, mom and son are both crazy. But he is maybe very... You can. Uh, maybe I, you I can. Because so he pisses me off, yeah. In the in the opening scene, does he see him touching the Chucky doll before he gets blown off? No. Does no. he see... He doesn't... He's like in another part of the story, he just sees the lightning strike? Yes. Well, okay. he sees... he He's chasing... He knows he's in a toy store. But yeah, he no, I, I know that. Chant or anything, because yeah, he's literally when the he hears him, but he can't. Okay, he doesn't see him with yeah, the Chucky he doll. He doesn't see any. I would of that. say if he yeah. sees him like connecting with no. the doll, then it's like, come on, dude, like you know. Yeah, no, yeah. he didn't. No, I see what you're saying, but no, he didn't actually see him like. All right, so you really can't. You really can't blame it. him to this point, then, because I can't yeah. blame him yet. But in the finale of the movie, I have a lot to blame him for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll get there. But Norris is dismissing her. But again, he's dismissing her. But at the same time, he's sympathizing with her. He's like, listen, I get it. You know, your friend just died. Your son's taking away. Uh, but then she shows him the bite mark from Chucky. <laughs> and he still doesn't believe her. And, you know, she's pretty much like, he takes her home. He's like, you know, go to bed, get some rest. She's like, fuck it. If you don't help me find Chucky, I'll find him myself. And she tells him that she's going to go find the peddler, the homeless man who sold her the doll. And he's, he's concerned. He's like, listen, you don't want to be at that part of Chicago at night. You know, You're gonna, that shit's going down. So she goes to look for Chucky um, and the homeless part of the city. And she finds the homeless man who sold her Chucky. Um, she asks, you know, where did you get him? And she's asking, you know, for a bunch of questions. He's like, well, what do you got for me? You know, he wants money. So she gives this poor woman, she gives him everything she has. And he's like, it's not enough. And then she's like, what do you mean it's not enough? She's like, that's all I have. He's like, no, you have more than that. And then he literally, I want to, again, we don't get the people who I want to die, die in this movie. That's my one issue. Yeah. He tries yeah. to sexually assault her, literally. But oh, yeah, Norris shows up. Yeah. 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 So Norris shows up, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 
he questions him and he lets him know, you know, he took the doll from a store, a toy store a while back when it, when it burnt down to the ground. So then Norris is kind of putting things together, but he obviously doesn't believe anything. So Norris tells Karen, he goes, I was there that night, Charles Lee Ray died, and Eddie Caputo fled the scene. So, again, Karen's like, well, now, he's like, well, let me take you home. Did you get your answer? She's like, you didn't find out anything. She's like, no, I did. Now I know that Chucky is Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> and now I just need to know where he lived. So this is another crazy thing. Norris tells her his address. But then he's just like, forget about it, though, go to bed. But obviously, if you tell this woman where Charles Lee Ray lives, you know she's going to go there. <laughs> but he just calls go. her insane. He's like, all right, go to bed. So after, you know, that scene, Norris, as, again, that scene in the alley, I just want to say, Chucky, we don't get to see the two, in my opinion, the two biggest assholes of the movie, her boss and this homeless man, they don't bite the dust. They just get away with all that shit. Pisses me off. Yeah, because uh, well, you have Chucky in this movie on like a hyper-specific mission. He wants to kill right. his former partner. Right, he's not and just now, having fun yeah. killing yet. Yeah. No, no, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wish that they maybe like came back to like yell at Karen. Like her boss maybe came to yell at her for not being at work. I agree. At her apartment. I, I agree. I mean, one of, the biggest, yeah. one of the biggest critiques is there's not enough kills in this movie. The characters that should have been killed, you know. I agree there's character that should have been killed, but I actually think the lack of kills works for the tone of this movie. Come on. Because, um, yeah, I do. But there are kills. <laughs> but then we the next kill is fucking crazy. This is the so, best uh, kill. Yeah. This is, like, well, probably yeah, well, my first favorite Well, first Norris... Uh, yeah, okay. After, the, after Norris uh, takes Karen home, he goes back to the office and he grabs uh, Charles Lee Ray's file. And he's in he takes him with him in the car and then chucky ends up being in the car and he attacks norris i think this is a great set piece for the budget i mean literally a car hitting things crashing so you know he gets into a crash because chucky's literally trying to stab him through the seat with a knife i love i'll always love shit like that in horror movies i know uh, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to stab him through the seat but uh so they crash and chucky he somehow gets how did he get under the seat? He started stabbing from below the seat. Like, if you know car seats. Well, like, he can go under. He can, he he's, he's a doll. He's a doll. He can go under the Yeah, but cushion. how do you, how can you even fit a knife straight up under a seat? Like, Are you asking these, high. no, I think these it's questions funny. in a movie about a killer doll. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it shouldn't have happened. It, no, I, I loved it. It I was know, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was no, funny. I, I was laughing at it. Yeah. But uh, so after the car crashes, Chucky's pretty much like taunting him. He's like, hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey Norris. <laughs> I love his voice. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. So Norris, uh, he tries like shooting him. He like firing off a couple shots. And then he finally, as Chucky charges him with a knife, he gets a shot off at Chucky. And Chucky feels it. We even see blood come out. So now we know that Chucky's not literally just a doll. You know, he still bleeds. He still feels pain. Mm -hmm. So obviously after that scene, Norris is like, oh, shit. They were right. So then after that, we cut to the next day, and Karen, she shows up where Charles Lee Ray lived. It's like a shithole. It's a rundown place, but we see a bunch of creepy dolls and mannequins, and we also see voodoo paintings on the wall. So we know that Charles Lee Ray was into some crazy shit. Obviously, that's how he knows the chant and all that, but then we really find out why he knows all the voodoo shit in a minute. So uh, Norris shows up. He tells her what happened, and he tells her, you know, Charles Lee Ray's nickname was Chucky. So you think he would tell her the night before that when she put the two and two together, but he left that out, you know, confirming that his nickname was Chucky and the doll's name is Chucky. I mean, come on, dude, help her out a little bit. So, uh, 
he said Chucky used to spend a lot of time with this guy named John. And, you know, we have to, he says we have to find him before Chucky does. And then we cut to your favorite scene, which is with Chucky and John. Um, so John is this voodoo expert, and we find out he taught Chucky all this voodoo shit and chants. So uh, Chucky's already at John's, and, you know, he's like, yeah, the voodoo worked, but I got shot, and it hurt like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So then John tells him, he goes, the more time you spend in the doll, the more human you'll become. And, you know, Chucky's like, you taught me this and now you're going to get me out of it. And uh, John's like, I'm not going to help you because you pretty much used everything I taught you for evil acts. I like John. Poor guy. Really poor guy. He's he's trying to be a good dude, but he taught the wrong guy this shit. So uh, Chucky's like, yeah, I need you to do this. He's got to be more selective on who he yeah, gives this stuff yeah. to. I mean, dude's... I mean, yeah, he really uh, picked the wrong guy. I mean, he picked the <laughs> <Yeah>. Chicago Strangler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, so Chucky tells John, he's like, I knew you would do this, so I was prepared. So we see, this is, it is pretty awesome scene, that uh, Chucky, he made a voodoo doll of John, and he literally breaks the doll's leg, and then John's leg breaks. Oh, did Chucky awesome. make that? Okay. Yes, because but because John taught him all this shit. So Chucky uh, okay. had his had that doll. Yeah, yeah. Because John wouldn't have a, a line voodoo doll. Like, of... Well, I thought he did because he says a line like, I found your voodoo doll or like, this is your voodoo doll. Like, this is your doll. I didn't realize that he made it himself. I, I thought think like, I, I, I John think had Chucky... it for okay. himself. I didn't know if there was like something in voodoo where like you keep your own doll like for safekeeping. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I think that's I a no-go. I think the I think the bad people make dolls of you and so they can do bad stuff to you. So I Yeah, sure I get that, did. but yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. he had his own doll for himself. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, but I love this scene when he breaks the leg on the doll because you're like, oh, is it going to work? And you see his actual leg break. Again, the special effects, I mean, this is 1988, all practical. Uh, we should mention this is all practical. Chucky's all practical. In yeah. this movie, there's no CG. Amazing. So mm -hmm. Chucky threatens do threatens John. He's like, "I'll with a knife." He's like, "I'm gonna stab the doll," which obviously John would die. And then John tells him, "You would have to transfer your soul into the first person you revealed your true self to, which is Andy, in order to get out of this doll's body because obviously he's becoming more human." So he's like, "Chucky's like, oh man, it's a six year old kid I got a date with." <laughs> So poor, after John reveals what Chucky needs to do, you know, Chucky's Chucky and he stabs a voodoo doll anyway and he leaves John bleeding out. And of course, once Chucky leaves, Karen and Norris arrive. And before John dies, he does give Karen, you know, give her, gives her the heads up saying, you know, you have to save the boy before he transfers his soul into him. Um, and he says the only way to stop him and kill him is to get him through the heart because Chucky's turning human. So, you know. Go for the heart. Go for the heart. You love that scene. You want to comment on that scene before we move on to the next scene? No, I mean, you pretty much covered it all. I thought it was great. I, th I wished all the other kills were like to this level. I thought it could have added that balance that you think the movie has. That okay. could have added the balance more for me. Because again, I, it wasn't as um, intense for me, this movie. So if it would have had more of those... Um, really extended like kill sequences it could have like made the, the movie more fun for me but it was toned back and uh, you appreciate that but uh yeah i wish we got more kills overall and the kills we did get um this was the best one how many total kills are in this movie uh just um well, there's the next, right, three one, uh three four 
Like wait, maybe wait, wait, four, wait. maybe five. One, two. Because there's Maggie, and then there's his partner. You know, no, his Maggie's death. Die. His partner. His partner doesn't die. There's three oh, kills yeah. in the movie. There's yeah, three yeah, kills. yeah. Only three, and then the guy at the hospital. Which is yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like I said, this movie so, is about the introduction to this world and the introduction. No, it's to fine, but like suspense, yeah. two of the kills are like forgettable. Like really, the the big really? kill for me two? was the voodoo guy. The next yeah. kill's forgettable. The next kill's forget- forgettable to you. <sighs> We're gonna get there in a minute, okay. but uh, yeah. I think that this is the fun, cheesy voodoo Chucky kill of the movie, and but I actually do prefer my favorite kill in the movie is the first one. Is Maggie? I yeah, like the I know, I know yeah, that. Maggie, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. But uh, I like think I the buildup like would have would have been better if it if it went from that buildup to like an, a a cool kill that you saw was like extended. Okay, but the I guess the buildup. He's still in the shadows at that point. He's still yeah. in the shadows at that point. Um, I like the the difference between that kill and this kill because this is literally like how much more hokey can you get than a voodoo kill, which is fun. I love it. But mm. uh, I like you know the creative swings. So yeah, so. You, this is your favorite kill of the movie? The voodoo kill, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So, Not again, great from, sequence. But... <laughs> You're really uh, <laughs> hating on this too much for me. Um, all right. It's just... I'm in shock that you didn't grow up with Chucky, first of all. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, hey, we've known each other since elementary school, so you could have uh, you could have introduced yeah, this to this me sooner. Yeah, this is crazy. But... This is crazy to me. <laughs> All right, yeah. so the next scene is when we get Chucky here rise at the hospital. I will say um, just yeah. a little bit about me. I had an older brother who was eight okay. years older than me, yeah. so he loved Michael Myers and Halloween. He loved The Shining. We watched the Friday movies together. I don't think he was a big Chucky fan, which is funny because he was right in that age range, that demographic, to where that movie right. really came out when he was little. But I don't think he was a big Chucky fan, so I didn't really get exposed to it. I watched a lot of what he was into. He had a big influence on me. So okay. I guess that's probably why I didn't get to that until I was like, um, until I really started like identifying with horror and like realizing it, that it was my favorite genre. That's when I started to go back and watch some of the classics and I was already, okay, you know, older by then. So, yeah. Yeah. I was a crazy kid and I was like, once I got introduced to horror at like three or four and like once I was shown Halloween at six, I like bathed you my mom. You just to watch everything. Yeah, <laughs> to take me to the video store, and I just went in the horror section. I'm like, I'm gonna watch everything, and I know yeah. they introduced my dad introduced me to Halloween. My mom introduced me to, I mean, Scream came out around that time, but she was like, we gotta watch Scream. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they knew Chucky, and they were like, they probably mentioned like, oh, did you see Chucky or all that? But they weren't like, you need to see Chucky. They were just probably brought it up offhand. So I think that's yeah, how you, I, pre- you did it on your own. Yeah, yeah. So I went over to Chucky and you know Freddy Krueger. You know that's so I kind of did it on my own. So it's interesting. It's not my parents' favorite franchise either, yeah. but they didn't introduce. I kind of introduced myself to Chucky um, as a thriving horror fan, as a six-year-old kid or whatever. Cool. But uh, yeah. so yeah, so Chucky arrives at the hospital for Andy, and Andy sees him, and I I think this is his best acting in the movie. He begs Doctor Ardmore, who's an asshole, to let him out. Another asshole, but he gets you know he gets it. So he begs Doctor Ardmore to let him out. And, you know, Andy's literally, like, sobbing, crying. He's like, he's going to kill me. You know, he's going to kill me. He's crying. He's But he gets, he's smart. He's smart in this scene. So, fuck Ardmore. I hate that doctor. So, Chucky, he grabs the keys from the front desk because, obviously, whoever's working there is not paying attention. And he goes to Andy's room. 
but Andy is a smart little dude and he tricked, he did the whole, the, the good old make the pillow look like a body in the bed trick <laughs> under the blanket, which it happens in quite yeah. a few horror movies. But uh, so Chucky goes and hops on the bed, but Andy runs out of the room and he, but he takes the keys and he locks Chucky in the room because Chucky had to drop the keys on the floor. Again, smart kid. But of course, once he gets out of the room, Dr. Ardmore sees him running down the hallway and he literally like chases Andy into this room, but Chucky's already in there. And it almost looks like an operating room or some sort of like a, well, we know it's an electrotherapy room because <laughs> what happens next? So Chucky's in the room, he finds Andy, he jumps at him, but Andy uh, picks up a scalpel for to defend himself. But Dr. Ardmore arrives and he takes it away and he tries to give Andy like a sedative right away. He's like trying to calm him down. But then Chucky runs up and he slashes Dr. Ardmore's leg. And then he puts this electroshock machine on his head and he gets electrocuted to death. That scene disturbed this this kill disturbed me as a kid actually. Cause it's the way his face like jolts and the blood I this scene did scare me as a kid. I remember that. I, I could see that scene. scare like yeah. traumatizing little kids. Yeah it it was a yeah, little a little sense. freaky. <laughs> Good effect. Yeah. So yeah, so that's our <laughs> that's our third kill of the movie. Again, I like this mm-hmm. set piece. You know, we get a few cool set pieces. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy deserved to die, so I'm happy that Chucky got in a kill that I actually wanted the person to die as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after this, we get Andy. He escapes, and uh, Norris's partner tells Karen and uh. Norris as they arrive that the doctor's dead and of course you know he's like Andy did this Santos apartment's like Andy did this and uh Norris asks Karen he's like where would Andy go and then you know Karen said I always told Andy if he was in trouble to go home so it's a race to stop Chucky at this point Andy's at home he barricades the door you know he, he's smart and this is also I remember laughing at this the first time I saw this scene Chucky's arrives at the apartment complex and he's in the elevator on his way up and there's an older couple in the elevator. And before she leaves, she looks back at him. She's like, oh, she's like, what an ugly doll. And as the elevator starts going up, Chucky gets his first fuck you in of the series. <laughs> Love yeah. that. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, no, and again, because, because this is the first movie and it's like a different Chucky. And he's so focused on his mission. It's not like right. Chucky just going out having fun. Like he might have killed right. that couple in sequels but exactly. he kind of just gives him a fuck you and he's focused on andy yeah right and we're not getting the like non-stop one-liners yet so that along with the you stupid bitch is really like the only couple one-liners we get we don't get the iconic you know humor as he's killing people yet yeah uh so andy he's hiding in his room his bedroom closet and he grabs a baseball bat for protection again this he's doing everything he should be doing in these situations so he has a baseball bat chucky arrives then we get this I think is an iconic shot of Chucky like slowly walking down the hallway with a knife hunting down Andy. Um, so Andy's hiding and he's going to, and he goes to swing at Chucky and, but he obviously misses. And then it's a chase through the apartment and uh, Chucky hides and he ends up hitting Andy in the head with the, uh, the awesome line. He's like batter up <laughs> and then he whacks him in the head, knocking him out. Um, again, little humor, like little tidbits of Chucky humor in this, which I think work. Um, so then Chucky, mm-hmm. when Andy's knocked out, he starts performing the chant, Da De Dewey Dembula. And uh, 
Norris and Karen arrive, and he's almost done with the chant. We get the whole lightning starting and all that, but obviously Karen intervenes, and she grabs Chucky, and she throws him. Um, and then Chucky just goes berserk. He attacks. He stabs Norris in the leg. You know, Norris is pretty useless. And then he runs away and hides. And then this is when Norris tells Karen to stay with Andy, which is still good. He's doing good. And he goes through the house and he looks through Chucky. You know, he has his gun ready to shoot him. But um, he's so useless because right away, Chucky just, you know, charges him with a bat. And pretty much he's out of commission <laughs> for the rest of the finale. He can't do much to help him. He actually does nothing to help them for the rest of the finale. It's Again, it's all on Karen. So yeah. after that, Karen, she shoots Chucky. But after she gets one shot off, her gun gets jammed and he attacks her. And then uh, they get into a little fight. And then she tries, she does end up trapping him in the fireplace. But she's struggling to get the matches to set a fire. So she's able to turn on the gas, but she can't get the matches. So she's begging Andy. Andy's in shock. He's pretty much watching all this happen. And he, she begs him. She's like, Andy, please get the matches. Please get the matches. So Andy gets the matches and this is my favorite Andy line in the movie. This is when I'm like, damn, Andy's a badass. Chucky ends up pleading with Andy. He's like, please don't do it. We're friends till the end, remember? And then Andy goes, this is the end, friend. Oh, I love that line. Love that line. And then he sets mm-hmm. Chucky on fire. And we get an awesome, awesome uh, showcase of special effects of Chucky. He's running around the house on fire and then he eventually collapses. Um, that this is the end. That line got me. I love that line. This is the end, friend. Um, so then uh, they go to check on Norris because he always needs help. And this is when I think Karen makes a dumb decision. The only dumb decision of the movie. She sends Andy to go get a first aid kit alone. And uh, he notices that Chucky's gone. So he goes to run back to his mom, but Chucky trips him. And we see a burnt, crispy as fuck Chucky walking down hunting Andy that again practical effects it looks you guys have to see the movie to get the visual but it's a it's a creepy image of him walking uh you know hunting down Andy but you won't know you can't you have to watch it to visualize that it's pretty sweet good stuff so Andy ends up getting to the bedroom and Karen's you know trying to close there's two doors two entryways and she's running from door to door trying to keep Chucky out um, and he starts stabbing through the door. Again, I love shots like that. Like her face is right up against the door and he starts stabbing through. Again, we see it all the time in horror movies, but something about a knife going through the door trying to stab someone gets me in the feels. I love it. <laughs> so uh, he's pleading with Karen. He's like, give me the boy and I'll let you live. Um, so he ends up getting in the room and chasing them out into the apartment. Again, Norris is doing nothing. He's just like laying there. <laughs> I know he's stabbed, but dude, help him out a little bit. So uh, Karen does end up getting the gun and she shoots him multiple times. She shoots him. She shoots him in the head. His head flies off. She shoots him in the arm. His arm flies off his leg, but he's still slowly moving. And then she shoots him with the rest of the bullets and he seemingly dies. And then uh, Norris's partner shows up, Santos. And they're all, again, they're aiding Norris because he's the one who needs help in this situation. And uh, he tells Santos, you know, the kid was the right, the kid was right, the doll's alive. And obviously, he doesn't believe him. He's like, all right, go check in the hallway, see what you see, but don't touch him. So Santos, again, he goes in the hallway, he gets Chucky's burnt head, and he's like playing with it. And he brings it back and he's laughing. He's like, there's no way this thing's alive. And then Chucky, Chucky's body 
because he has the head, pops through the air vent and starts choking Santos. But um, again, Karen, not the cops, Karen saves the day. She takes the body off of Santos, throws Chucky, and then she tells Norris, because Norris has the gun, shoot him in the heart. So then she shoots him, he shoots him in the heart, and Chucky's slowly dying. And then we get Chucky saying before he dies, hi, I'm Chucky, want to play? But as he says play, Andy just finishes off. He goes, play. I don't know, I like that part too, because Andy's pretty much like saying goodbye, you're dead. Um, and then we get the end of the movie. Santa's like, who's going to believe us? You know, And they all leave. And then the last shot is Andy walking out of the bedroom, closing the door. And then we get a freeze frame on his face, close the door, end of the movie, child's play. I love the finale. Norris is useless. Great burnt Chucky. My favorite part of the finale is this: is that this is the end, friend, and then Andy puts Chucky on fire. Yeah, yes, this movie, this movie is my childhood. I lo- I I do love the Child's Play franchise, and I like the more serious. I like one through three and Bride of Chucky the most. Before we get to Crazy Seed of Chucky, so yeah, this movie is top tier in the franchise for me. Okay, yeah, that, that's it. I, I like the ending, too. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. The practical effects, I said in the beginning, that was one of the strong points. The burnt Chucky, yeah, guys, you gotta, like, see that for yourself. Really cool. Um, fucking Norris just pisses me off. Like, come on, dude. Like He's so useless. Like, you should have just been like, <laughs> alright, go up to the apartment by yourself. I'll wait down here at that point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Again, I love was, Chris uh, Sarandon. He's iconic, but <laughs> Norris is my a dumbass. Least- He's my least favorite character in the movie in terms of like the choices he makes and stuff. Like, yeah. just yeah, I, I wish he died. And again, the <laughs> actor Chris Sarandon plays him well. It's just the character's stupid. In a lot yeah, of scenes. he should have died. Useless. Yeah, yeah I should have died. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of happy yeah, he guess... survived though. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Child's Play. We have two very different takes, it seems. So, you know, this is going to be interesting. That's an understatement. <laughs> Yeah. I still can't believe I'm like uh, this might be our uh, yeah this might be our last ever episode of the podcast guys I don't know if we're gonna be <laughs> friends after this review <laughs> and this rating that I'm about to give this movie but <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not god <laughs> yeah <laughs> but let's uh, let's get into our never split up moments first why don't we do that yeah and you won again so you get to go first. And again, this mm-hmm. is your this is your arena. It's a slasher movie, so you got first dibs on a slasher movie. Yeah, it's a slasher movie, but it's um, killer doll slasher. Not movie. it's it's not a big cast. There isn't a lot of kills. There's not a lot of um like side characters that make dumb decisions. Like we have Maggie in the beginning, who um kind of plays it off, and, and that's what gets her killed. But other than that, there isn't a lot of like um typical like splitting up moments that like really causes people to like get killed right. and stuff. So again, there's only three kills in the movie and uh, two of them you can't really blame. The oh, actually there's four. The there's first... four because uh, Eddie Caputo, he kills Eddie Caputo as well. He, he explodes. So there's four. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said okay. he did. He didn't die. No, I uh, said that before and you said I he was didn't mistaken. Die. Uh, no, I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about his I, partner, as in like the cops' partner. Oh, that no. was my bed. That was my no, bed. No, 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 no. I thought I, I meant Eddie end. Caputo. 
I thought you were okay, referencing like a sequel and like Eddie Caputo comes back in a sequel and I didn't like No, 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 correctly. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you were talking about Norris's okay. partner who gets gets choked at no, the no, end. No. I thought you meant That's I thought okay. you said he died. Yeah. No. Yeah, he he kills four people. Eddie Caputo yeah. he okay. explodes obviously. Yeah. Yeah, um this is going to this is a tough one, but um I'm going to have to go with oh, man, there's a couple different ones, but like they're not super obvious ones that I'm trying to keep my winning streak alive here um i don't i don't think i'm gonna go with unique yeah i don't think i'm gonna go with andy i really can't like you said he's he's a pretty smart fucking six-year-old i mean geez like some of the stuff he does um i don't know if i would have thought of that i mean he's he's really he must have took some survival courses in kindergarten or something (laughs) because (laughs) you know he, he does he does a pretty good job but yeah, fuck. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna. I hate to do it, but man, I'm stuck between two. Um, I didn't have I didn't have one even going in. Usually, I I prep for this, and during my in my notes, I put a never split up moment, um, or a couple. But I left that blank this time because I wanted us to go through the movie together, and then I could have yeah. thought of it organically. And I did think of a couple, but. Man, uh, it's between. I don't know if I should say what it's between, because I, I don't want to like give away the other in case you were thinking of it. But um, I'm gonna go with Norris. I'm gonna go with Norris when he he tells um, and you even highlighted this. He tells um, Karen the location of Chucky's of Charles's house, right? And he um kind of gives her, her the address and then he's like okay like that's the address now we're gonna like go to sleep doesn't he tell her to go home and get some rest and he like, says he, he pretty much gives her the address that okay you're, if i'm norris know, go to bed you're crazy you know <laughs> if i'm norris not only do i see that she's like hell-bent on right. like figuring she, this mystery out to save her son but at this point i'm like curious you know what I mean? Right. And I wouldn't be able to go to sleep if I was Norris. So I'm taking, whether I'm taking Karen or not with me, I'm going like right then and there. Like I'm solving it this night. You know, I'm not waiting. Like what the fuck is going on? Like something's going down. Right. Either it is Andy and the mom's going crazy or it's not. But either way, I want to figure this out. So let's do this now. So the fact that they split up in that moment and he kind of gives her the address and doesn't like investigate further. I think uh, that was a pretty poor decision. They could have like, yeah, he just goes, he gets the file pretty much to take home and like go home and like look at Charles, the right file, but he doesn't go like, you know, yeah. The house. Yeah. He, they could have, they could have nipped it in the bud uh, right then and that night. And, and I, I, wouldn't I, should, I would also say like for her safety reasons, like he'd be like, I'll give you the address, but only if you're coming with me, he literally gives her the address and like, it's not safe for her to go alone. <laughs> She doesn't end up going alone because he has an <laughs> no. interaction in the car. Well, but I mean, in the first place, he gives her the and address. And she ends up being he... a much more capable character than Norris is when she has to right, defend right, herself. So. <laughs> right, right. But it's like you're sending a woman, <laughs> yeah. a single uh-huh. mom, to like God knows where in Chicago. Like, we already see what almost happened in the alleyway. I mean, come on. I know that happened. Yeah, yeah. that happened actually before that. And he's still. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's your, that, your, I know. your Norse. You're Norris. Yeah, if I was Norris, I would have been like, all right, let's let's go at this point. Like you're obviously hell bent on this. I'm not gonna leave you alone. That was pretty okay. pretty silly. Yeah. That's a good moment. 
it's a tough it's a tough one to, to to pick, but that's my moment. So yeah, I'm you? going I'm between two as well. Um and I might have to go with the first one just because Maggie. Uh, I'll, I can say the two. Mine are the Maggie seeing the chair blocking the she she's the chair pretty much barricading her inside the apartment. And then she sees like the sugar spill on the floor, but she still is like, Oh, it's just the nighttime yeah. willies when there's literally yeah, visual that, evidence. That was my that other one too. That was my runner up. But my yeah. other option is That was my runner up because that's the most obvious one because it's the most yeah, like yeah. typical slasher like, moment where like, you know, the killer like what know, are you doing? What the fuck the are you doing? Character doesn't take literally, it seriously. Literally, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, like Get screaming out. at the movie um, TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh every time. Actually, when I watch it more, I'm like, damn, she really is a dumbass in that seat in that part. But uh, I was torn between that one and the end when Karen like sends Andy to get the first aid kit alone because you know. But I think yeah, I'm gonna go with the Maggie because she thinks you should never assume. I mean, this is a scream a scream reference, but the killers always come back, so you shouldn't assume that they're dead. Um, but so she just sent her kid like to go get a first aid kit when she stays with Norris. So I'd be like, we're gonna go get the first aid kit together and then come back, but. I think I'm gonna go with Maggie just for the yeah, fact like after that everything that happens. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're and, and but I like Karen too much, you know. She can have one dumb moment. Uh, I'm gonna go with Maggie because she, I mean she knowingly put herself and Andy in harm's way because it could have been an actual like guy who came like came up the fire escape and an actual killer like in their house, and she's still you know she doesn't know it's a doll. There could be an actual intruder in the house. She's like oh. It's the nighttime release. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with Maggie ignores the barricaded door and signs of an intruder. It led her to die. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Can't okay, get more there it is. Those are our two moments. Someone's death. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So uh, we'll post that poll as soon as we post the... Uh, episode and uh please vote for on that we're getting some good votes some good turnouts the last couple weeks so please if you're listening i know we're getting a lot more listeners than voters please uh we want to hear from you guys even if you don't agree with either of us uh leave us a comment let us know what moment you would pick right yeah maybe we didn't talk about a moment that we skipped over that you know we just totally i mean we make mistakes so we're not perfect (laughs) but uh yeah, we want to hear from you. Vote in the poll. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to get into our scores now. We want to hear from you guys if you agree with Anthony or if you side with... I'm kind of playing the villain in this episode, and I, I like villains, and I'm playing the villain. So I'm going to let uh, I'm gonna let you go first. I went first last week, so we'll let you okay. uh, kind of plead your case to me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say really uh, the never split up moments. I always look forward to the never split up moments, but I'm like, I, I needed to get to the score right away so we can <laughs> figure this shit out and talk through it. <laughs> so uh, we're going to obviously have different scores. This is going to be, this might be our more most drastic uh, difference on this one. I'm nervous to hear you, man. I'm really nervous. But I'm going to, I mean, like I said, this isn't my favorite franchise, but I do think this is one of the, I mean, I don't want to show my hand. This is one of the best movies in the franchise. And I grew up with Chucky. You know, I'm a Chucky stan. I do love Chucky. I mean, it's a doll killing people. What can you not love? And I love this introduction 
to the franchise because you can argue that no other the second one is the most similar to this one but it doesn't have the mix of the suspense as much and the horror mixed in it's hard for me to rate this movie because it's i mean you don't really get more nostalgic than watching this for the first time as a six-year-old um but it's a movie i pop on i watch this franchise you know once a year and i always am eager to watch this movie uh, oof, i'm gonna give it oh it's so hard for me i have to give it a nine because it's child's play and it's chucky it's a childhood favorite yeah. wow yeah wow <laughs> i was gonna give it like in the oh i was gosh, gonna give wow. it like in the mid eights but i'm like no like this movie is one i go back to all the time wow didn't you give sinister wasn't that in the eights jeez sinister was an 8.9 yeah okay all right so we should also say um i love supernatural horror but slashers slashers are always my uh that's my favorite subgenre slashers and iconic slashers i mean this is an 80s slasher movie it's my sweet spot yeah so yeah sinister i think was an 8.9 yeah uh, yeah, Chucky, okay. Child's Play. Love right. it. Okay. Um, so, again, I'm going to preface this by um, kind of going over my ranking system. I, I don't know if I talked about this. Uh, I might have talked about this in a previous episode, but, um, you know, nines, are, I think we have similar, I think we're using a similar scale. We've talked about this. Nines are like all timers for me. Eights are like amazing movies. Not quite like that all time favorite movie list, but just yeah. incredible and movies sevens are still really good movies uh what were you gonna say i was just gonna say like this is not like one of my favorite horror movies it's just it's a special one to me so i wouldn't say it's like an all-timer favorite it's just one i adore okay. and i'll always well that's go why back it's to. you know yeah, what I'm trying, well it's a you know nine trying to so say? it's kind of right different. on that borderline yeah. for you i guess it's yeah. just it's a it's one that i'm always gonna go back to and cherish i should say it's not i'm not saying this is the best one of the best all-time favorite horror movies in my opinion even for me it's just it's it's special to me so yeah that's why it gets a nine i was gonna give it like a yeah and as i was saying yeah sevens yeah sevens are uh still really good movies movies that i'll go back to sixes when you get when i get into the sixes i've rated a couple of these movies so far uh sixes they're good movies and maybe i'll go back to them um but they're not you know great and then below anything below six is like i really five is pretty mediocre for me like uh, it's pretty forgettable i i probably won't watch the movie again unless there's a specific reason to watch it so and then obviously below five is like you real get the real crap yeah below so, five is uh, below with that average. being said uh, yeah 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 i i would say like yeah i yeah i guess five's average. five, five is, is like average 10, so and then by six definition is fine, by definition I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. All right, let, uh, uh, rip yeah. the bandaid off, man. So, rip the bandaid off again. This is this. No, I mean this is tough for me too because you have the franchise and you have Chucky the franchise. So like, looking at this first movie through my scale, like if this was a standalone movie, I probably wouldn't ever watch this movie again. I, like it, it didn't strike me. Like it was a fun, like enough movie. It had some cool practical effects, but. uh I, because it's part of a franchise, and I will <laughs> go back to it to watch the franchise through. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a six I have to out get of a 10. shot to hear the score. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's wow. Okay. 
You know what's funny? The last movie, I think I had a nine. You had in the sixes too. Thirty Days of Night. So we cut the ones we disagree on. We are like, yeah, we have like similar scores, like each of, of our own scores. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I would. So it would have been. Uh, it would have been in the least. five screen, but but. but. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's because it, it does have some highs. Like I said, the practical effects. I got to give a nod to the practical effects. Um. You know, some of the stuff was was pretty cool, but just kind of it's on the borderline of like, you know, I only give it a it's in the six range because it's part of that franchise. So I know I understand it's the beginning of Chucky and it's you have to kind of recognize that the same way we recognized Black Christmas, the original Black Christmas for starting the slasher genre. It You know, you have to recognize right. it's the beginning of one of the iconic horror movie villains of all time. So horror vil- yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. So I'm there you just, have it, guys. I can't believe I never knew this about you that like you weren't really high on the Child's Play franchise. I never knew this about yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah because I love slashers too. We record this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So there you All have right. it, guys. So let us know what you think. Do you side more towards Anthony? Do you think it's a great movie like Anthony, or do you uh, find it more, um, you know? towards mediocrity like i do i'm a little bit more towards the five <laughs> but uh that's it that's it yeah uh there's nothing more to say is there uh, do you have any final comments before we wrap it up no let us know what you think of the movie especially i want to hear now because we have two differing opinions so let's communicate in the comments uh vote in the polls and uh you know maybe leave a comment of a few movies you want to see us cover in the near future you know we like some suggestions yeah too. Yeah, we definitely want to start taking some suggestions from you guys. And again, I I want to um do a little disclaimer. I know I'm in the minority here. I'm not trying to like say like you're wrong for liking this movie. Like I know these movies, um, especially in the horror community, are uh, not beloved, but they're respected, and there's you have some diehards as well. Um, so I I know I'm in the minority. I know most people are going to agree with you, Ant, but uh. I have to, you know, I have to stick to my guns and uh, well, that's the be honest on this podcast. That... I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to like that's, cater to yeah. a movie just because it's popular. I'm just going to give my honest opinion and what I feel. And I hope you guys appreciate that and can respect that. So, And it would be so boring if every single person had the same opinion about every movie. So I love when people have different opinions. I'm just breaking my heart a little bit on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But six is above average, so I'll take it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't we remind everybody of the movie for next week? Uh, you want to shout that out? Yeah, last week we announced uh, Child's Play, and also we're going to be doing the menu. So definitely go check that out. It's on HBO Max now. So if you have HBO Max, you can uh, stream that. It's a 2022 movie. just came out a few months ago. Anna Taylor-Joy and uh, Nicholas Holt. And who else is in it? A couple other uh, Ralph Fiennes. Actors. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good horror satire I, I think uh if you enjoy horror satires you'll you'll probably get a kick out of that one and uh not to play my cards too much but i had a, i had a good enough time with it and i think most people will and uh we'll, we'll get into that next week i'm excited for that one because it's another new release so i love talking about these newer movies it was a great year for horror movies for sure awesome that made your uh top 10 Yes, it did. My number five. Okay. So I'll have a lot to say about that one. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So that, that wraps it up, guys. Um, again, vote in the poll. We want to hear from you. Uh, subscribe if you're on YouTube. 
give us a like, subscribe to our channel. We could really use it. We really appreciate it. We're, we're still trying to grow our YouTube. So anything, anything helps, uh, leave us a comment. I don't know if that helps the algorithm, but if yeah, you can like, just try to interact with us. And commenting. Yeah. Share it with your friends. If you know if they like horror, you know, just mm -hmm. like movies in general. Yeah, we've gotten a couple uh, different shout outs on Twitter and stuff. So uh, thanks, guys, for doing that. Um, we definitely love to see those shout outs because we want to keep growing this community. So we appreciate that and uh, hope to see you next time. Until then, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Never Split Up Pod. Again, that's at Never Split Up Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to post the polls on Twitter. The poll is also going to be posted on Spotify if you listen to us on Spotify. And then, uh, Towards the end of the week, uh, we'll post the um, poll on Instagram. We'll post it as a story. So if you follow us there, you can you can vote on Instagram as well. So there'll be a few different options to do that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good one, guys. See you later. See you.